1280 The Zone. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott coming at you live from the brand new location of the warehouse, 86 East University Parkway. You've got to drop by and see the great stuff they're doing around here. Let's get out to the Sprint Special Guest Line. Lease any handset and get an iPad for $99.99. Visit the Sprint store nearest you. Joining us now, former Cougar Jordan Pendleton with us on the big show. Hi, Jordan. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? Uh, we are doing terrifically well. In fact, uh, Gordon and I are both sitting on a uh, a love seat with a, uh, what, what, what do you say, Gordon, plush soft leather uh, reclines. And uh, uh, we've got a nice console between us, though, which is good. Yeah, but a place for our yeah. drinks. So we're we're we're, we're ready seat- to watch a ball game now, right? We're love seating it up, that's, Jordan. That's what we're doing. That that sounds amazing. <laughs> it's pretty darn comfortable. Jealous. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about what you saw last week from from BYU against Washington. Was that just simply a better team, or are you looking for a little better performance out of BYU? Yeah, I mean, you know, Washington obviously looked awesome. I think they uh, they came in and had a, a solid game plan and they did good. But honestly, I'm not going to say they're they're not the better team because they are because they won. But I felt like we had a lot of self inflicted wounds throughout that, throughout that game that um, it it allowed it to get out of control. And I felt like it, you know there's, there were a couple plays away from from being right in that game. And you know last week when I was on the show, I uh, I mentioned. Like the one thing I thought that needed to happen in order for us to win, and that was to not turn the ball over. And when we had that one turnover where they scored a touchdown, after that it was, you know, they they just were able to steamroll us. And so I, I just I felt like we shot ourselves in the foot. I don't think they're that much better than us. I think we shot ourselves in the foot, and and we just couldn't recover from it. So I guess that begs the question then. If you are, if you have a certain talent level, how do you eliminate those kinds of mistakes? Some coaches get credit for clean play of their teams. How do you improve that? Yeah, it just comes down to practice, man. And, and it sounds so cliche, but you know, it, when when you're limited as far as ability goes in comparison to other Pac-12 teams, you have to find your niche and you have to find something that's going to separate you. Um, you know, with with I don't want to say BYU lacks talent. They don't lack talent, but we all know they're not as talented as Washington. It's just that's just a fact. So when when that's the case, you have to find your niche and what's going to help you bridge that gap. And for us, it's always been discipline. It's always been you know schemes. It's always been knowing exactly what's what's coming and everybody doing their assignment and doing their job. And you know it's hard for me to say I'm not I'm not down there at practice. Um, I don't see what's going on down there. All I know is you, you have to be held to a certain standard when it comes to your practice. You know, like I know I bring up Coach Mendenhall a lot, but when we were at defensive practice, if the offensive scout team even gained a yard on us, like if they even gained a yard on us, that was considered a positive play. And we were gonna we we had punishment for that after practice, and he would sit and count how many positive plays they had, and if they crossed the line of scrimmage on us, it was a positive play for them, even if it was one yard. And that's just like that was the standard that we were playing with. I don't know what you know. Like I said, I'm not down there right now, but just a glimpse of kind of what it took to be that disciplined in a game. 
Jordan, uh, we have uh, Will Snowden, another former Cougar who comes on the station uh, quite often, and he made it what I thought was an interesting point. And I want to ask you about this because I think a player like yourself is, is what is needed. But Will brought up how BYU on defense needs to identify a physical tone setter, you know, kind of a, a real physical player that's going to set the tone for the rest of the defense. And he, he had a couple of examples, but one was Andrew Rich. And I remember him when he played and the way he played and the way he was so physical really set the tone for everybody. If that makes any sense, who's a good candidate uh, for that on this team yeah that, that's a good question and and i would totally agree with will right now i i don't know right now i don't know who that person is honestly you know the the one guy that stood out to me though is uh, uh Kifusi. i think he's been playing unbelievable he's a young kid uh i think he's only a freshman or uh, freshman or sophomore and i've just seen glimpses of him being a bad dude and i think that um, you know, he's in a position right now at, as a freshman to really like take over leadership on that defense the next in, in, in the next year and become that guy for us. But right now, I don't know who that guy is. I'm just not I'm not seeing that like physicality and the, the dominance on the defensive side. Jordan, where are the playmakers on this team? Who is a likely candidate? Matt Bushman. But who else? Yeah, I think I think Matt Bushman, you know, getting him involved last week was a positive for the offensive side. Obviously, number one is is a, a great playmaker, and you know, I think uh, I think Michael Simon has done a really good job this year when he's gotten the opportunity. And you know, I've I've worked with Micah, so I'm a little biased when it comes to him, but I just I know what kind of speed he has, and you know, he he's a very fast kid. He's one of the fastest kids I've ever had come through my program, and once he gets the ball in his hands. You know, he, he, he can be a difference maker. It's just a matter of, you know, making sure we can get it to him. Um, but, you know, I, I think Bushman is awesome, and, and Williams was, you know, awesome at running back. But having him out is going to be a huge blow as well. Yeah, I was going to kind of uh, follow up with that, uh, Jordan. Tyson Williams, I thought, uh, really played well, and it's really tough to see him go go out. But BYU went out and found some guys at running back in the offseason to try and, and increase that depth, and that's really going to be put to the test. What do you think about Asuka, uh, Asupa and, uh, and Katoa? Yeah, I, I think they're definitely capable. I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think they're – on the level of, of Williams, I think he was a great, great runner, great player. But, you know, I think those two together, they're just going to have to come in and, and perform. And, and right now, you know, it's, it's a lot's going to be on the offensive line. Whenever you have, you know, running backs that don't have a ton of experience, the offensive line's got to be dominant and, and put that running back in a position to be confident and, and, you know, come out of the gate getting some good runs so that he can carry that, that confidence over the rest of the game. So what kind of record do you think Kalani Sataki has to have by the end of the year in order to get that contract extension, Jordan? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, it's it's hard to tell down at BYU. You know, it's just so different as, as far as getting rid of coaches and hiring coaches. It's different than any other school. So it's a hard question. I, I would think he needs to be at least four to five games over, over 500 to, you know, have that be a, a possibility, but then then again, he could have a losing record and still get an extension just because of the the circumstances down there. So um, tough question, but ideally, you'd want him to be at least four games 
above that 500 mark. Jordan, thank you so much as always for a little wisdom and insight. We appreciate it. Absolutely, guys. Have a good weekend. You too. Yeah, you too. Jordan Pendleton, former Cougar linebacker. Check him out, Pendleton Performance. You heard him mention he's done some training with Micah Simon. He can do it for you as well. It's not uh, not a new question. We have discussed it many times on this show, but as this season unfolds, I think that question becomes more and more interesting. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's interesting now, but what will it turn into? I mean, some of us have gone on the record as saying we think Kalani's the guy for the job. But, uh, I, you know, I, I guess we have to see what happens this season because that's what BYU's going to do. They're not going to extend it before the year ends, are they? Well, I, I don't. I wouldn't think so. Not at this point. I mean, you, may, you might have thought of that after the USC game if they were going to do it this year. They might have done it. <laughs> but how they've handled this all the way along is not characteristic. So I, I find it extremely difficult to predict. I mean, we, we were talking about uh, – were we on the air or off the air? We were talking about Mark May. Oh, you, uh, you we were on the air. Part of the with list. Urban Meyer? Uh, reporting that Urban Meyer's already taken the USC job. Well, maybe BYU already decided to fire Kalani Satake, and there's nothing he could do. I don't necessarily think that's the case. No, but you, I, wonder, I you understand what I'm yeah, saying, yeah, though, you. right? Because you know, uh-huh. it's, it's curious that it didn't happen before the year even began. Yeah, yeah. Because, see, here's the way it gets tricky with that is because you know what his character is. You know how he coaches. You know what his style is. You know how he goes about it, especially a place like BYU where there's a whole bunch of stuff that's taken into consideration. Yep. You know all that already. You don't know what the final record's going to be. But, okay, what are you judging it on? You know? It, yeah. We, and What's we most no important to you? Is it the final record or is it <clears throat> is it budget? I mean, is are the demands too high? I mean, we just don't know. We don't know the full story other than it's odd that he would come into this year without a, some sort of extension in place. How do you think Kalani would do if he had a million dollars to spend on recruiting? Would it make a difference? You mean bribing recruiting services? No, or? no, no. I mean what we talked about earlier with the various schools in the Pac-12 oh. and Utah spent more than anybody else. Like staff and travel, those right, kinds of things. Right, yeah, right. Not, not, not <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty sad that we have to clarify there. Well, but we do. This is the world we live in. <laughs> okay. I wonder, it would, would, it, make, make a, would it make a difference or would it? are the guys who are really interested in a BYU environment, they're going to be interested regardless of uh, you know how how much BYU spends and how about this for a, for a middle of the road answer? Yes, it would make a difference, but less so at BYU than other schools. That might, that might be accurate. What if they could all go to say I don't know Harry Potter World on a booster's diet, <laughs> <laughs> or drive around in a some sort of wasn't it a Hyundai something Hyundai? Oh, was it a Jetta? Yeah, mm. and go to some concerts. I'm, I'm hypothetically just you know just throwing that out there that would never happen at BYU well more of the big show coming up next 97.5 and 1280 the zone